invest in daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives in women, in girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hi, welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of SheAngelInvestors.com. And as you know, we are all about funding women. And that's what our guest today is all about. She's an angel investor. She is also uh, the author of a book called Piloting Your Life and an actual helicopter pilot in real life. How cool is she? Please welcome to the show, Terry Hanson Mead. Thank Hi, you so Terry. much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have to touch on the helicopter pilot mm -hmm. because you got to have a lot of chutzpah to do that. I, I'm just saying, I think that's really bold and I love bold women. So, you know, tell, how, how, you know, you shared with me that you were born in Northern California and you're like, that's where you grow up. That's where you live now. That's where. You, so tell me about what is it that, you know, maybe growing up there or, or your, your life story about how you became a helicopter pilot, which I'm sure then leads to how bold you are about being an angel investor. So that's why I want to start off with that. You know, there's a, there's a lot tied into that, but I think the influence that I had by my dad growing up in the East Bay, I was born in San Francisco, grew up in the East Bay, moved back to San Francisco, and then moved down the peninsula to the Silicon Valley, which is where, you know, we live today. Um, but my dad was a fixed wing pilot and flew out of the Hayward airport. And I got to go up in a helicopter when I was about eight and just said, one day I'm going to fly one of those things. And it wasn't until I was 38 that my husband got sick and tired of me saying, one day I'm going to fly one of those, one day I'm going to fly one of those, that my husband gave me a discovery flight, hoping that I would say that it was too loud and too expensive and just start, you know, just shut up about it. <laughs> and instead I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Uh, my kids were seven and four at the time. And, and it was one of those things that I didn't really think too much about. And I just went for, and one of the things that I've really learned over the last 15 years is those moments where I just say, I'm going for it. I don't give it a lot of thought. I don't overthink it like becoming an angel investor, like agreeing to go to Necker Island to go play tennis with Richard Branson, um, finally deciding to write my book, um, you know, there are a number of different times where I've just said, I'm going for it. And they've been some of my best decisions that I've made in my life. I love that. And I love how you slid the Richard Branson thing in there because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wow, that is like the coolest story. Like who doesn't want to meet Richard and go to his island? That is incredible. I want to know more about that, but first got a picture oh. right back there with him in the middle of all of us uh, on Necker Island, just as a reminder to live boldly, but also have a lot of fun as well. And that's one of the things that Richard, who's a total introvert, but a kind, generous, just really smart and wacky kind of person. I try to have that as a reminder because I'm a pretty intense, I'm a really intense person uh, who takes a lot of things way too seriously. And I like to be reminded of um, the importance of whimsy and lightness and um, living life 
to you know in a bold fashion um but not just work and career and investing but you know across the board yeah and who isn't who isn't a better inspiration than richard branson you know you just look at the guy and you go you know he's so successful but you can tell he's having more fun than anybody in the room like that guy has a good time you know i just really love him and i love that story um sometime i have you have to share how you how you got there you know i don't know if you want to share it now well actually i can't it was um i was angel investing with sandhill angels that's how i started angel investing about 6 a little over 6 years ago um, a friend of mine, I got tired of uh, the arrogance of science in um, the biotech space where I've been consulting for the last 16 years. And I, I'm all about data and technology, leveraging data and technology to optimize business performance. And that's not necessarily embraced within the life sciences space. So a fellow helicopter pilot buddy of mine, Stu said, why don't you become an expert witness? So I did. And then he said, why don't you become an angel investor? And I actually didn't know that the option was available for me, which is so ironic because my dad, he invested in companies early on, but didn't really share that experience with me. So I didn't know that as a woman, it was open to me, even though I live in the Silicon Valley. And it, it, I mean, my dad was on the board of Trinet of all things way back in the day. So I should, I should have known and I didn't know. So when Stu said, here, I'll introduce you to somebody at Sandhill, I went to one or two meetings and I just said, oh my gosh, this is for me. You learn a lot, you get an opportunity to invest. And I've been investing. My dad had kind of guided me through some investments over the last 25 years. So I was, I was an accredited investor and I, I was like, this is it. I can actually see everything that's going on um, the front lines of technology, the front lines of people experimenting and learning. And it was, it was just incredibly fun because I love to learn and I love to pull together and go, Ooh, let's do this here. Let's do this here. Let's do this here. And I thought I could either drag life sciences kicking and screaming into the 21st century with technology, or I could learn what my next opportunity was going to be. And I just decided I'm going to go for it. I didn't ask any questions. I just knew what the minimum amount I had to invest every year. I probably should have done a little bit more research to make sure that um, there was more alignment of values in terms of what I wanted to invest in. But I jumped in with both feet into the deep end, learned so much so quickly, asked tons of stupid questions like, oh, when do I get to go to the demo day? Not knowing that every accelerator that demo days are happening often. I mean, I asked some really dumb questions. But what I also found very quickly was that the way that I looked at the world and the perspective that I brought was not very similar to many others. And while initially I had a little bit of imposter syndrome about that, thinking, well, wait, what am I missing? Why am I not seeing what they're seeing? Eventually, I realized that that was the value that I was bringing to the room, that I was asking the questions, that I was looking at things differently, and I was able to go, oh, pull this all together because I just pull pieces. I'm a connector, um, whether it's people or ideas or people with ideas. And I was able to see, yes, that that needs to exist in the world. And these are the people to do it. And what I found, I was so embarrassed to find out after I'd made, I don't know, 10 or 12 investments. I was at um, Jason Calacanis's uh, Angel Summit. And I don't know if it was Monique Woodward or somebody Woodard or somebody else who asked, you know, how many um, diverse founders you have in your portfolio or how many women founders. And I was, does anybody have more than two? And I didn't raise my hand. 
And I was, and then I sat there because I was such a huge proponent of investing in the non-cis het white men that were, you know, all the rage that I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't raise my hand. Everybody in this room knows I'm such a supporter of women. And then I went through and 95% of my portfolio companies were led by women. I didn't use that as a filter to make my investment decisions. So it was not the first thing that I thought of. The women that I invested in just happened to be investing in the things or, or founded companies that had products or services in areas that I knew the world needed. And they weren't the ones that were traditionally funded by, you know, the 92% um, men who are 92% VCs who are men or the 47% that come from the two universities. My undergrad and my graduate degrees, my MBA are both from Cal State Hayward, AKA Cal State East Bay. I do not have pedigree when it comes to so many different things. So anyway, so the, the becoming an angel investor led me to learn so much more and realize how much um, the ecosystem needs to grow and how much opportunity there is in investing in founders um, who are who see things differently in the world. I love this conversation. You have no idea how much <laughs> I appreciate you being on today and talking about this because I hope there are listeners that say either, wow, I haven't thought about being an angel investor, but she's making me understand that anybody can learn and how exciting it is. Mm-hmm. And two, that you know, talking about the statistics about how important it is that women become angel investors, because as you and I know, people do tend to invest in people they identify with, or like you said, products, and you just happen to find the women's products, ones that you wanted to invest in. And so if there's only white men at the table, that's who's going to get the funding. And that's why that occurs. That is why they get the lion's share of the funding. And if we're going to level that playing field, there have to be more women. And they have to be bold women like yourself who say, you know what? It's scary because I really don't know about angel investing. But instead of being scared, be bold, go learn about it, educate yourself, and you're going to find it could be one of the most lucrative investments that you do, the most exciting investments that you do, and you're helping to level the playing field so more women get funding. And not only if you just go be an investor, because one person can make a difference, but then you inspire those women in your circle to be like, hey, what are you doing, Terry? I want to learn about it. I'm sure that that's happened, right? And you and I being connectors, like, we're like, wait a minute, this is so amazing. You have to come join me, right? (laughs) Yeah, we're not, we're not information hoarders, which leads me, I didn't answer your question, which is how did I get to go to Necker Island and play tennis with Richard Branson? Oh yeah, we do want Um, to know that. Yeah. So in the, um, so I think I was in year two of investing with Sandhill Angels. Um, I eventually got on the board. I, um, and then there was a misalignment of values and what I wanted to invest in. So about four years ago, I started investing on my own. But before I left, there was a guy who was new to the organization who said, hey, I'm part of this change makers, rule breakers group um, that brings amazing change makers and rule breakers from around the world to go to Necker Island. Um, There are a couple spots that are available for a trip that's in six weeks. Does anybody want to go? And I was like, 
is this for real? Because I've always <laughs> wanted to go to Necker Island since I found out about it. So I sent him a note and I'm like, okay, so how does, how does this happen? He made an intro to um, the gal behind it. I ended up having a call with her. She was in Australia. I remember I was getting off the tennis court or getting onto the tennis court because of the time difference. And I was so nervous because I was like, am I going to qualify? Are they going to pick me? I've since learned that I'm totally pickable. I'm enough. But at that time, I was a little bit um, unsure of my value in the world. And um, they selected me. And then I booked my flights before. I, I just I thought it was too good to be true. But I thought if I don't go for it, one other, you know, worst case scenario, I go spend a week on a beach in, you know, in the British Virgin Islands. Um, but I booked the flights and I just went for it. And it turned out to be a totally transformational um, week, not only getting to meet and you know play tennis with, um, with Richard, but meeting some, other, some of the other women that have become, um, and men who just become such really good friends from that experience. Um, being in a place like that, surrounded by just amazing people in that beautiful environment, um, you can't help but learn and grow and, be inspired to do bigger and better things in the world. Absolutely. Uh, we are the company we keep, right? And, you know, immersing ourselves in this investment world, I don't know about you, uh, I'm sure you agree that it has brought me to meet the most incredible women on the planet because they are in this investment world, either as investors or as innovators looking for funding. You get to hear, like you said, you're on the front lines of hearing what's going on in the tech world and all of these various other verticals. You, you get a front seat of what's being invented. And then you're like, oh my God, these women have incredible game-changing ideas that could help impact the planet in a positive way. We have to make sure they get funded. And so as women, we need to band together and every single woman listening needs to be an investor in some way, either as an angel or even on a small basis, like going to a crowdfunding mm -hmm. uh, entity where they can put in a hundred dollars toward a woman's uh, venture. Um, you know, that's a way to start, right? If you're not in a league to be an accredited investor, then be an unaccredited investor. That means you can put in any amount, uh, but at least get started, you know, investing in each other. That's what we've got to do. And you're such a perfect example of that. So I'm thrilled to have you on. Um, tell me about your book, Piloting Your Life. What is... Piloting your yeah. life. <laughs> yes. And that's on Amazon, I take it. It's it's Amazon. It's ebook. It's paperback. It's um, audible. I narrated it um, for the, the audiobook. Um, Self-published it uh, September 1st, 2019. Um, it was on a book, to, you know, I was trying to do the book tour and then COVID hit. So, um, but all of my branding is around aviation to circle back to the helicopter um, thing. There are only 5,000 of us women helicopter pilots in the world and fewer of us are actually commercially rated. Um, so a way to distinguish myself in my investing in other places is to have the branding around aviation. Um, quick uh, fun fact, which isn't so fun. A lot of times when I go to investor events um, as a woman, as a woman over the age of 40 and now over 50, I'm assumed to be the help someone's wife. I'm not always taken seriously, which is truly unfortunate because I am not a small personality. And um, oftentimes I can think circles around the men in the, in the room. Um, but 
when they'll find out I'm an angel investor and like, oh, okay. And then they find out something else. And then they're like, you're a helicopter pilot. And then they take me seriously. And it's almost the table stakes, which is truly unfortunate. And it's one of the things that I'm trying to change. Mm -hmm. But when I was on Necker Island the first time, I met a woman who's, who, who talked to us about, if you wanted to write a book, here's how to do it. And at that point, I decided I'm going to write a book. And it was going to be I want to do more speaking engagements. And so I thought it'll be a glorified business card. And, but I started something and then realized it wasn't serious enough. And then I heard a gal on a podcast talk about being a writing coach, helping with self-publishing. And I was like, I want to work with her. And so on December 1st of 2018, I started the research and started writing um, a book that is, someone's called it a well-researched, inspiring beach read that I design that I wrote to encourage women over the age of 40, especially to design and live a life of our own creation, to be, be the pilots in our own lives. So I interviewed 35 diverse women from around the world, did a bunch of research, and basically wrote the what to expect when you turn 40, um, so that other women who are coming up behind me are not completely blindsided by becoming 40, becoming invisible, maybe the, the dip in the happiness curve, wanting to, to be more in the world, wanting to let go of things that are no longer serving us. Um, and so I wrote the book as an umbrella, pointing to a bunch of other resources for specifically around health or money or relationships or parenting or finding your why, um, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. And I had a podcast for two and a half years. And then um, January 1st, 2020, decided to jump into doing YouTube. And so I now have a YouTube channel and twice a week I do um, just things to, to about what's going on in my life or the world to give other women something to go, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, or, oh my gosh, I'm so glad Terry's talking about this because I feel that, but no one talks about this. Or I feel seen and I feel less isolated and alone because the more we women talk to each other, support each other, the more we have an opportunity to really create a world and a society that we want to live in. And, um, you know, so tying back to my investment thesis, I now only invest in startups that expand the power and influence of women, whether it's through, through products or services, because anything that gives bandwidth back to women or gives women the ability to do more um, in the world, I think is going to make the world a better place. Oh, amen, sister. I, I definitely <laughs> a, a go to that church. Um, <laughs> so um, you have Class Bravo Ventures, and that's your entity that you invest in these various things. So if somebody were listening and they have a product, like you said, that impacts women, they could reach out to you and see if you might be interested in investing in them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, or I can make an introduction or give a little bit of advice. Um, I've scaled back my investing a little bit over the last couple of years, and I've been doing a little less because it got exhausting being a woman investor who was also expected to build the ecosystem. All the men I knew who knew I invested in women and diverse founders would send me those, um, those startups, the pitch decks to look at. 
and without any sort of vetting. And frankly, that just got really exhausting. So um, late, I've invested in two funds in the last two years, Kate Ventures and January Ventures. So I can um, support women who are investing in, you know, in the things that I want to exist in, in the world. And in a couple of weeks, I think it'll be final that I'll end up being, um, I'm taking over a CEO of a company that has struggled to get off the ground over the last couple of years. And um, so I think my attention is probably going to be focused over there. But like Sally Krawcheck talks about, we need to be investing for our future. So because um, women, we make less, we end up having to support um, more people through our lives. We tend to live longer um, and we tend to have gaps in our careers and our, our money making opportunities. And we tend to invest less. Um, which makes it so we have less money as we age, which is um, a major concern of mine, not for me, not only for me specifically, but for women um, around the world. So I mean, let's mention, let's mention that Sally Krawcheck is Elevest and Elevest mm -hmm. is an investment firm for women. So definitely our it's, listeners. It's, it's worth platform, out. Yeah, it's a platform for that and gives an opportunity to expand your wealth. Um, so uh, I'm probably scaling back my investing a little bit as I take on uh, this role, not 100%, but if people inundate me with requests, um, I may be a little slow to respond. But um, I, I uh, take um, emails at pilotingyourlife at gmail.com and my website is terryhansonmead.com. So uh, somebody just wants to be bold and say, hey, you have to take a look at this or, you know, someone that I know, can you make an introduction, then have them reach out for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it is, you know, a lot of people don't know where to start. And if you can put them in the right direction, that's always so helpful. And I know, you know, a lot of angel investors and a lot of VCs and uh, that was a great uh, shout out to our listeners. Thank you. Well, I've also uh, I've also written blog posts, and then I probably have some YouTube videos, and I have some podcasts. So for folks who are getting started, I have put together some resources, whether it's to angel invest or if somebody's interested in crypto. I have various different blog posts that are good. They they were the resources were good for me. So I tend to send people in those directions to say, hey, go get started here, and then um, see where you want to take it. Beautiful. So they can pick up your book, Piloting Your Life on Amazon. They can reach out to you on your website. Mm -hmm. How do they follow you on social media? Uh, it's all Terry Hansen made. Um, I do have some Piloting Your Life stuff, but um, Instagram, um, YouTube, TikTok, it's all Terry Hansen made. Great. And uh, definitely uh, everyone should go check out your YouTube videos with that, you know, free information of how to embolden and empower yourself, ladies. Um, uh, I want to spell your name for those that are just listening. So it's T-E-R-R-I and then Hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N, and then Mead, M-E-A-D, so that everybody can find you. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for being on. Uh you're one of those women that is so inspiring uh, to other women. We definitely want to encourage other women to become angel investors. I'm so glad you talked today about really how easy it is um, to get involved, uh, find a VC or a angel group where you can learn. Uh, there's also information online that people can learn how to become an angel investor. So thank you for sharing your exciting journey with us. And um, 
yeah, I want to go up in that helicopter one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm going flying next week, weather permitting. I'm looking awesome, forward to it. Awesome. One of so one other resource. I think you interviewed um, Alicia Castillo Holly, and Alicia yes, has resources as well. Um, if you're not interested in a group or the the crowdsourcing, or you know, it's hard to jump in with a VC or into a fund, but there are individuals out there like Alicia who are doing really great things in order to empower women. And if there's one thing that I can get across, I was hoping by me saying imposter syndrome and, you know, being dismissed, um, we belong at the table and the table is plenty big enough. And uh, while it might feel intimidating and it might feel scary, um, we belong in the room. And if the, if the energy is not right in the room, we can change it and turn it into something that is our own. So um, if I can challenge your, your listeners to be bold and not be afraid, um, I will feel really, really good in what I've done today. Excellent advice. And uh, go into those rooms, make yourself known. And the more women that show up, the more women that are going to be there. So yeah. You know, it takes an army and there are uh, angel investment groups out there where you can learn how to be an angel investor before you even approach uh, being a a partner in a in a venture capital company. So or fund. So there's a process. There's there's places to get educated. I always say it's the new book club, but instead of going and reading a book, go read a pitch deck and learn about an amazing woman that's doing incredible work in the world. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Terry. Uh, we're going to remind everybody our title, invest in her. Be sure to invest in another woman this week. Make it a priority. Thank you, Terry, so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. Thanks Make for it a great week, me. everybody. Thanks. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.